Welcome to the Wise Women's Way podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping women navigate a happy, healthy life from age 50 to 100 and beyond. I'm Ann Rad, host of the Wise Women's Way podcast. Together, let's explore the latest science for energetic bodies and sharper minds right into our 90s. Let's share life hacks for more enjoyable, better living every day. Don't stop believing. You can do and be all that you ever dreamed or imagined, even now. Episode 6, Part 4 of Amino Acids, DLPA for Emotional Pain. Welcome to Part 4 of four podcasts about amino acids, and more specifically, the book written by Dr. Julia Ross called The Mood Cure. The information contained in this little book, published in 2004 by Penguin Books, was such a game changer in my life. It taught me I didn't have to accept the hand of emotional missteps my body handed to me on a regular basis. I didn't have to be that weak person who, once a month, not only suffered PMS, but huge self-doubt about myself and my abilities to handle anything stressful. And of course, The burden of the whole world's problems would overwhelm me on any given Sunday, or any day for that matter. How could I possibly take on any more while I worry about the starving children in Africa? Then along comes a book, The Mood Cure, and a couple of others like Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life by Wayne Dyer, and The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. And I'm cured of all that ails me. Well, almost. Have you ever been accused of being way too sensitive? Do you often feel sad for no reason? Do you crave pleasure foods, sugar, chocolate, sweets, baked goods, dairy, cheese, please? Do you know someone who is so bah humbug that they do not find joy in simple pleasures like sunsets, a beautiful day, or a lovely meal out? And that's especially when someone else cleans up. Like, who couldn't find pleasure in that? These are surefire signs of being deficient in the feel-good chemical endorphins. Endorphins are natural comforting substances that transmit joy, contentment, and even euphoria. Hallelujah! What could make someone such an unhappy Scrooge-like character that is hooked on simple carbs and cheese, or alcohol and drugs? Could it be that they were just born that way? Well, genetics does play a part in this. There's a biochemical predisposition to having too little endorphins that runs in the family. You know those families, they all seem to be miserable all the time. Then, if you were born female versus male, you are more likely to have lower endorphin levels than your brother. If you have premenstrual syndrome, PMS, you won't have the usual uptick of endorphin levels mid-cycle. You stay low throughout. And of course, there's menopause, when endorphins take a plunge. As estrogen levels drop, so does levels of endorphins. Estrogen actually runs the show here. It's the director that is responsible for releasing endorphins and serotonin in the brain. Wow, challenges on every front if you are a typical woman. And they accuse us of being too emotional too sensitive, and easily upset. Well, now we know why. Often, we couldn't help ourselves, at least until now. What else can cause persistent, depleted state of endorphins? Well, prolonged stressful circumstances. These circumstances can be emotional stress 
or physical pain. Chronic pain can have concrete biochemical repercussions. Prolonged stress from upset, injury, sickness, or just being scared also taxes the endorphin levels. As part of the emergency response team, endorphins come in after adrenaline. The endorphins are the chemical that keeps the pain at bay until an all-clear signal comes from the mind. That is why some people don't feel the pain of a broken bone or other injury until sometimes an hour later. Endorphins also signal the cortisol to start dropping so that you can calm down as the emergency has passed. A traumatic loss, like the death of someone close, causes the endorphin levels to rise in the brain and stay high. Or at least the body tries to maintain the high level. When someone says the pain comes in waves, it is the endorphin levels rising and falling as the body is trying to maintain the high levels required to see you through this. At some point, the endorphin levels descend for good. If the levels are not good enough to anesthetize the person, people turn to alcohol, drugs, food, sex, exercise, or anything else that will stimulate their endorphins. I swear that people get tattoos or get hooked on getting tattoos because they get such a great endorphin rush when their body tries to manage the pain from all those needles. That's just my theory. But I hear that, quote, I feel so good when I get a tattoo, unquote, so often that I seriously think that's what it's from. And obviously, I offered to beat them up a bit so they could get the same endorphin rush for free. Now, we can't keep doing that, beating people up. But um, we can't keep talking about endorphins without mentioning the help that sugar and chocolate have in aiding and abetting the endorphin rush. Certain foods will have a drug-like effect, partly because of what they are made of, and partly because they are an assault on the body that then goes into emergency repair mode, bringing out those endorphins to deal with the injury caused by the per perpetrating food item. So, for the gluten intolerant, it would be wheat products like fresh bread. For the dairy intolerant, cheese. The ingestion of a particular food that you crave will trigger an allergic response in the digestive or the respiratory tract to which endorphins come to the rescue. They come to soothe you and aid in the pain management. So the vicious cycle of pain and pleasure is repeated over and over again. And most people are unaware of the damage they are doing to their systems, the digestive and the neurological mood regulators. Sugar, on its own, forces a spike in endorphins. It is the ultimate pleasure drug food. And chocolate is in a category all on its own because it not only has sugar in it, but five other drug-like substances that all either stimulate endorphins or create an opiate-like response, making it extremely addictive. How many people know that? One of the problems with endorphin level management is that you need a starter amount, much like a yeast starter for yogurt, to be able to make more endorphins with. So if you were born with too little starter material, or you have let your stores be so depleted that you will have trouble restarting your endorphin-making machinery. In comes phenylalanine, an amino acid that comes in two forms, the D and the L form. Usually, 
A combination is recommended by Dr. Ross for her patients with the short form DLPA. The two forms have synergistic benefits in the pain prevention department. The L form helps amplify pleasure sensations. The D form is an endorphin booster that acts by neutralizing enzymes in the brain that set out to destroy endorphins. Dr. Ross cites studies done on DLPA. One showed that some forms of depression respond very well to DLPA, in fact, better than to some antidepressant pharmaceutical drugs. Traditional drugs for depression take a while to ascertain whether it is even the right drug for the person. Everyone reacts differently. In another study, 95% of depressed patients showed significant or complete improvement in their condition. The last one quoted had two-thirds of patients discharged symptom-free of depression after just 20 days of using a low-dose DLPA. In a case that Dr. Ross cites on page 107, a patient lost her husband. Six months after losing her husband, she was still not able to function. She quit her job. She turned to food, chocolate, and wine for comfort. Within 15 minutes of taking two DLPA capsules, she started to feel better. Before she left the office, she exclaimed, I haven't felt this good since before my husband died. And after only four months, she didn't need the supplement anymore. She got a new job and was feeling herself again. Sometimes you just have to give the body a helping hand. DLPA also has a role to play in assisting in physical pain management. In 1985, Arnold Fox, MD, wrote about using DPA and DLPA in his work. He confirmed that these aminos significantly relieved the pain of arthritis, migraines, and cancer. He cites a French study that shows how powerful endorphins are at relieving life's emotional and physical pain. Patients with severe pain were given a low dose of DPA for 20 months. Most never needed any other pain relievers ever again. Pain-killing D-phenylalanine and energizing L-phenylalanine. Oh my God, I can't pronounce this word. And I'm going to try it again. Energizing L-phenylalanine will give you an energetic boost as well as drive your depression or other pain away for good. Dr. Ross says, if you are the kind of person who has a lot of nervous energy, though, you will want to skip the energizing L component and just do the DLP, especially if you have sleep problems. To summarize this chapter from the Mood Cure book entitled Too Sensitive for Life's Pain, let's start with the level one, the magic fix. First off, DLPA. It's a combination of both D and energizing L-phenylalamine. You get relief in one day. If you have nervous energy, you can just use the D-form DPA. Number two, add more aminos that aid in the production of endorphins. Try getting a blend that has at least nine, such as histidine, isoleucine, leucine, lysine, methionine, 
phenylalanine, threonine, tryptophan, and valine. These names and all this information is available on our website so that you can um, uh, refer there to the actual names and uh, spellings of these. Third on this list is to boost serotonin levels at the same time. Take the DLPA first thing in the morning, then mid-morning, but in the afternoon, take some 5-HTP and before bed. Number four, take some L-glutamine to cut the carb and the alcohol cravings and stop that vicious cycle. Again, all these recommendations should be discussed with your healthcare team, functional medical professionals, or anyone else that is trained in these chemical reactions in the body. Every body is different, and you are your best advocate for what you need to make your life better. Moving on to level two, let's support the magic fix. First, eat more quality protein regularly. Number two, hug more. Number three, take vitamins, a multivitamin, a B-complex, magnesium, vitamin D and C, omega-3, zinc, vitamin E. See chapter 10 in the Mood Cure book or the show notes from episode 5. Here you will find uh, details on the names and the amounts that you should be taking. Level 3. Let's keep this magic fix going forever. Again, eat 20 to 30 grams of protein three times a day. That's fish, eggs, cottage cheese, chicken. Only animal protein contains all 22 aminos. Number two, eat fresh vegetables and good fats. The brain needs fats to produce endorphins. So Dr. Ross says, eat the egg yolks and the chicken skins. Again, preferably organic. Number three, don't overdo the exercise. Exercise moderately. Too much depletes your endorphins. Lastly, get your rest. Burning the candle at both ends, well, it generally burns you out as well as your endorphins. Take the time to find a good functional medical professional to help you with this journey or call Dr. Julia Ross's clinic for a virtual appointment. The mood assessment questionnaire is on the clinic website and is a great place to start. I'll leave the URL in the show notes on our website, www.thewisewomansway.com or www.anrad.com or Dr. Julia Ross's website, you can find access to her clinic and her questionnaire to determine what your false moods are and how to start fixing them at www.juliarosscures.com. So that's J-U-L-I-A-R-O-S-S-C-U-R-E-S dot com. Well, that's another episode of The Wise Woman's Way. Thank you for listening, and I hope we get together soon. Thank you for listening. You have just finished enlightening yourself to the wise woman's way. For further information, show notes, and valuable tools, tips, and tricks for life, visit our website, www.thewisewomansway.com. There's no apostrophe there. Or www.anrad.com. That's Anne with an E and rad as in radical ideas, radical thinking, radical life. The wise woman's way. Be blessed until next time.